What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fit for Life with Julie and Ross podcast. Hey, hey everyone. Second podcast in a row. Look at us. On getting, a roll. Look at us getting back into it. We had such good feedback from the last podcast. A lot of you are really happy that we're back to podcasting, so we do want to keep it going. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions for topics or guests you want to hear on the podcast, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. But we did get a few questions through this week, so we're going to do um, yeah, a Q&A one. So we'll get started. Someone came through on Instagram and said, would you recommend intermittent fasting for women? So Ross, do you want to explain what intermittent fasting is? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's basically a period of not eating. Um, you know, often the most common ways nowadays are like a 16 and 8 approach, for example. You might fast for 16, eight, 16 hours where you don't have any food or drink that contains any calories for 16 hours, and then you might have a feeding window of eight hours where you'll consume your calories. Some other common methods are like the five and two, for example, where you might uh, eat normally for five days, and then you'll have two days where you'll um, go down to quite low calories, like 500 calories, I think it is. Not something I would personally suggest doing, but um, it is a method that um, some people do try. And there's the alternate day fasting as well, which is another method. Yeah, so there's a few different types of intermittent fasting, but I think the most important thing to note with this is that I'm assuming whoever asked this wants it for fat loss. And at the end of the day, like we've always said, the only way to lose fat is with a calorie deficit. So just to put this in the most simplest way, if your calorie deficit, say, was 1,700 calories, whether you have 1,700 calories spread out across the day or whether you have all after midday or all before midday, it's still 1700 calories. The time in which you eat doesn't change the calories that you're consuming. So the main thing that I think intermittent fasting helps people with when they're looking to lose fat is because they're restricting their eating window to say eight hours, it's less hours in which they're eating, which means it's less hours in which they're consuming calories. So most people will sleep for say seven to eight hours that's part of your fasting window so you'll go to sleep you'll fast for that time you wake up you might skip breakfast and then before you know it you know it's 12 o'clock and you have your lunch time so there's nothing crazy from a point of view if you're doing like that those hours sorry for fasting but ones that I definitely would not do would be as Ross said five to two or going to extremely low calories and then having higher calories um, I just don't think that sets you up for a good relationship with food the other thing to think about is why you're doing it like if your goal is physique based it's not going to be optimal for you because um, you need to space out your protein for things like protein synthesis um, to help you build muscle and lean muscle tissue. So generally, like it depends on what your goal is. Uh, again, if it's physique based, then it's probably better to perhaps space out your food a little bit more um, because that is going to be better for things like muscle growth. Yeah, definitely. And following on from that, one that I had come through on, I think, Instagram DMs as well, was someone saying, do you you know, do you need to eat three, four, five meals a day or can I just eat one meal a day or two meals a day? They were finding it really hard to space their meals out across the day. Ross, roughly how many meals do you eat in the day? Uh, at the moment, I eat before I train, after I train, I have lunch, a mid-afternoon snack and then dinner. So five. Um, 
three of those, or so two of those, sorry, if we go for lunch and dinner are reasonably big and then I kind of have like two small breakfasts around training, one before, one after. Um, so yeah, I space it out across five meals. Yeah, and I space mine out about six meals. I have a pre-workout meal, a post-workout meal, a morning snack, a lunch, an afternoon snack, and a dinner because I am on 2,400 calories right now, so that works for me. But as I start to shred and as my calories get lower, I actually find it a lot better satiation-wise to space my meals out across the day, and it might only be three main big meals, so breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I just stay busy in between those times. And that works for me as well as obviously having composition goals. I do make sure that I'm hitting enough protein with each of my meals as opposed to just having one meal a day at the end of the day and making that, you know, like 1600 calories. I just feel like I'd be miserable for the whole day. So yeah, moving on to the next question. How does calorie maintenance work while trying to lose fat, trying to tone and wanting a big, and there's a peach emoji, so wanting a big booty? Do you want to start Ross? Where do we even start with that? I, I, like I think like your goals are conflicted. Um, when you're, you know, like I think you're you're wanting everything, but you know, not looking to go to the places where you actually need to go to change these things. So if you want to grow big glutes, then a calorie surplus is going to be definitely best for this. Not an extreme one, just a small, moderate calorie surplus where you're, um, you know, getting in more fuel than your body needs to maintain where it's at, so that you can grow new muscle tissue. That is going to be your best way if your goal is to grow muscle. Now, if you're wanting to work on fat loss, a calorie deficit is going to be best for that. We've talked about that a bit. Um, so that's going to be where you're, you're in a calorie deficit, less calories than your body needs to maintain. Um, generally, at maintenance, you can do things like recomposition. Are you going to get amazing results from it? Probably not. It's not the most op- optimal way to do it. Uh, it also takes much longer time, and also you have to be a hell of a lot more accurate. You know, you have to look at things like um, higher protein. There's no room for going over or under to in that sort of space to to develop. So, like my advice is to structure out your training and your your um your phases across a year like we've, again like we've talked about you know doing a fat loss phase if your goal is to get leaner and then doing a consistent build phase if your goal is to gain muscle you know sticking to maintenance probably isn't going to get you the results that you're looking at if you're trying to lose fat trying to tone and wanting big glutes yeah. like it's like honestly you, you're just not going to achieve that at maintenance yeah and i think sitting at maintenance like it's all well and good if you want to sit at maintenance after going through a fat loss phase and you're not in a rush to get to your physique goals but I think a lot of people would fall off track from not seeing results fast enough with that like if you came to me and you said look I want to lose fat I want to build muscle I want to sit at maintenance it's just going to be a really slow process and it's going to be very hard for you to see the results that you want and be consistent with that which can then lead to you often you know going over maintenance eating more gaining fat and not necessarily getting any closer to your goals. Because, you know, like progress is motivating. You know, when you start to see, for example, in a shred, you start to see some more muscle tone coming in. That's really motivating for you to keep going. Same thing when you're trying to build, like you're seeing that you're getting stronger, your numbers are going up and things like that. That's really motivating for you to keep going. And maintenance, you're not going to have as many of those little wins that will help you keep going. Yes, you'll probably, um, you know, if, if you're looking to maintain a certain shape, you're going to you stay relatively close, but you're probably not going to 
progress at rates that you want to, which is going to be off-putting for most people. Yeah, and I think for this reason, it's important that we speak about maintenance because many people struggle to actually sit at maintenance, myself included in the past, other then until recently, I, I feel like I've really nailed maintenance, but so many people are used to either being in like a build muscle phase where they're eating more food or being in a calorie deficit, more so I think calorie deficit, people are used to living in a deficit and that that's all you know. And so sitting at maintenance feels boring because really like you're not seeing significant changes. Something else I wanted to touch on this question from Lakota was she said, trying to tone, so tone, I feel like this word has been thrown around in the fitness industry and recently more people have come out to kind of explain what muscle tone is. I think, you know, marketing companies will use this word to try and sell you their supplements, primarily fat burning supplements, but at the end of the day, Tone just stands for having muscle definition. Like when I say the word tone, you know what I think of. You're thinking of like someone that's fit. You can see a bit of their muscle. And this is going to come from actually having a foundation of muscle and then shredding the fat to show that muscle. So with the Anjuli Fit Squad, you'll see women that work with me. We focus on weight training if they're working out in the gym and we focus on the calorie deficit for fat loss. We aim to get as strong as we can in the deficit, shred some of that fat down. And yes, then they will look toned. But if they haven't built up enough muscle, and if you haven't built up enough muscle, you might find that at the end of your shred, you don't have as much muscle definition quote mark tone as you thought you would have so just be patient with it go through the process of losing the fat that you want to going up to maintenance or possibly a small surplus and spending a good six to twelve months building muscle cool okay next up we are going back into a deficit question when in a deficit can you save calories from monday to friday to allow more flexibility in the weekend or is it best to be consistent daily uh, yes, you can. You can do that um, if you prefer to do that. I wouldn't suggest saving a ton from each day. So you still want to make sure you're getting ad adequate calories in the day to make it feel like you're not in an extreme deficit um, and you know, you're still able to function and cope in the day. But perhaps you know, if you want to knock off, say, 50 calories per day across the week and save that extra 350 um, or so for the, the weekend, um, then you know, or however many you, you, you're knocking yeah. off. Um, 250, yeah, 250. It's, it's a Friday, uh, it's, it's a Friday. Uh, so yeah, and you know, like if you wanted to do that, yes, you could do that. Um, you know, if you wanted to save a bit more, 100, you probably could. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I probably wouldn't go too much more than that. Yeah, I think there's a few things to touch on this because Ross's calories would be very different from a lot of our calories. For example, the podcast, you know, it's a high female listening. So if you're on 1500 calories or less, depending on what your deficit is set at, then you want to try and shave off 100 calories a day or maybe you decide that you want to cut back Friday's calories so that you can have more for Saturday. Cutting down from, you know, 1300, 1400, 1500 and shaving off those calories is a lot different to shaving off calories from someone that's eating over 2000 calories a day. So you really have to think about what you can function on, what you can enjoy and what's going to enable you to be able to enjoy in the weekend without feeling like you want to go 
overboard because you saved up all these calories from earlier in the week. I think you can fall into that overeating, undereating situation if you do try and save your calories. But in saying that, it really depends on the individual. So there's different ways that you can handle out uh, eating out. And we've talked about this many times before. I've got videos on it on YouTube. If someone is on lower calories in a deficit, I would honestly just suggest being consistent daily, but I understand that life happens. We have special events coming up. So if you wanted to save more calories for, you know, a Saturday night dinner out with the girls, then perhaps you might take off 50 calories from Monday to Friday, save that 250. Uh, and then maybe on Saturday morning, you might decide that you're going to push out your breakfast and use that intermittent fasting type eating and wait until lunch for your first meal. And then, you know, you've got that extra calories from the breakfast to have at dinner time. So yes, you can do that, but it really is going to come down to what you can be consistent with and what's going to enable you to train really hard throughout the week as well. If you don't train in the weekends, but you train Monday to Friday, you think, you know, you'd actually like to have the extra calories on those training days to get you through. Cool. That was a lot of talking for me. <laughs> Next question. For fat loss, these are a lot of fat loss questions today. So here we go. For fat loss, Lynette said, should I focus more on cardio or weightlifting? What do you prefer? You know, like really, like it comes back to preference. Like both are going to work. Both are going to create an energy output. What's your goal? Like if it's, um, you know, a certain physique-based goal around, again, like getting more muscle definition, then you probably want to include more weightlifting. Um, if your goal is just to lose fat, but both is fine. If you prefer doing cardio, more cardio and only a little bit of weightlifting is fine. Again, depends on your physique goals. Essentially, both are going to work. I would suggest doing a bit of both. Definitely. And then when it comes to fat loss... I mean, you could do all the cardio and all the weightlifting that you want. You could do seven days a week in the gym if you really wanted to. But if you're consuming too many calories, you're not going to lose fat. I actually had someone come to me in my messages a few days ago and they're saying they ran a full marathon. And during the training for this full marathon, they actually ended up gaining weight. And this is a prime example of how we can't outwork our diet. So if you enjoy doing cardio and you enjoy running or you enjoy going to Pilates classes or workout classes, by all means do that, but just don't neglect the nutrition side of it because you really will not get the results that you want until your nutrition is aligned to your goals yeah it does come back to your goals like if muscle retention is one of your goals during a fat loss phase then you obviously want to lean more on weightlifting and perhaps not overdo it with um, cardio due to the competing nature of the two yep so when it comes down to our training ross how many days are you in the gym and what kind of training are you doing yeah at the moment i'm doing a build phase so i train six days a week um it's all weightlifting i don't do any cardio at all during um, a build phase and then when it comes to uh, fat loss phase i'll add in steps um slowly adding it in again muscle retention is the goal for me there so i'll train five six times a week with weightlifting and only do as many steps as required for fat loss so i only just increase them a little bit and if i need to increase them more to lose more body fat then i will yeah definitely and i'm currently 16 weeks out from atlantic city and i am doing five days a week in the gym my steps have increased from six to eight thousand to eight thousand on training days and ten thousand on rest days 
uh, the shred will kick in soon with a calorie decrease as well. And then in terms of other cardio, that's all I do really is focus on steps and I'm going to get my bike up and running for this prep again. So not looking forward to an uncomfortable seat. But anyway, on to the next question. Coach has me on 1300 calories and I want to lose three kilos. I am starving. I feel like eating everything and this can't be right. I don't feel like this is sustainable. Thoughts on this, Ross? It's hard to comment without knowing your body stats. Like I don't, we can't really comment on it because you don't know your height, your weight, your activity levels, um, you know, what other factors are influencing why your calories have been set at 1300. So that would be something I would suggest that you would um, have a conversation about with your coach. Uh, in the last podcast, we did talk about how you can um, stick to a deficit better, so how you can make it a bit easier for yourself. So go back, listen to that episode and you know, listen to those tips and hopefully they'll help out a little bit. Uh, but this is something that I would suggest re um, bring it up with your coach because I can't comment on it without knowing more. Totally. Yeah, I think, you know what, being in a deficit is never going to be super easy, but it doesn't need to be unnecessarily hard. And there's a few things I would say on this is one, ask your coach why your calories are what they are and think about why you went to your coach because realistically like you should be able to speak to your coach about how you're feeling like if anyone on the squad is listening to this and they're like you know what look I'm just not sticking to the calories I'm struggling with it I'd just say let's get you out of a deficit and sit at maintenance then I mean if you've really only got three kilos to lose what is more important to you losing three kilos just a number on the scale which isn't realistically going to be make or break in terms of a healthy lifestyle you know three kilos really depending on the individual of course I can't answer without knowing more about you is it's, it's really not going to make you feel feel necessarily more amazing than if you didn't lose it so I would rather sit up three kilos more enjoy any more calories getting stronger building muscle and just enjoy life like really getting down to a shape in which you can see visible abs for many people isn't necessarily really worth the grind also like with three kilos realistically it should take six weeks tops um if you're being effective of what you're doing it if we, and if I'm being honest, six weeks is all you would need to do that. And it'd be considering that, you know, if, if three kilos is all you have to lose, and let's just say hypothetically that 1,300 calories is the right amount of calories for you, whether or not that's true depends on body stats. Um, it should only take you six weeks. So think about could you grit it out for six weeks until you achieve the goal? If the answer is yes, then it's perhaps going to be okay for that amount of period of time because you can go up to maintenance afterwards. But again, um, speak to your coach. We can't really comment on what your calories should be because it depends on height, weight, age, gender, activity levels, a whole range of stuff, dieting history. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to make a comment yeah. on that as a number, but you know, realistically, think about six weeks tops, three kilos. It's not much. Yeah, I really like that thought as well, Ross. Like I remember when I was on comp prep before we went into lockdowns and comp was cancelled. I think it was like four and a half kilos in six six weeks. For me, which was a big push, but it was totally possible and I was fine on it. So really it does come down to goals, building in that discipline to stick to it and recognizing like, can I get through six weeks of this? If I can and be consistent and have a good relationship with food, go for it. If not, speak to your coach, get out of a deficit and just enjoy maintenance and building muscle. Yeah. And if it is a big, bigger deficit than that, you'll notice it happening faster than six weeks. You know, like if it is... If it is too big a deficit for you, you'll notice it coming off really quickly, then perhaps it's not in the right place. But 
Uh, again, speak to your coach. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So that is all the questions for today. We just wanted to do another Q&A, but we would love to get some guests on the podcast in future episodes. So please send through any questions, any guest suggestions, and we will catch you on the next one. Yeah, see you in the next one.